0: Welcome to another episode of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton, and we have a battle of the top quarterbacks taken in the NFL draft coming this weekend. The Houston Texans, the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. And I wanted to bring on someone that has been watching the number one pick all year and kind of keeping a close eye, kind of has the inside info. That would be Ms. Sheena Quick. What's going on? Hey,
1: hey, hey. How are you?
0: Doing great. How are you?
1: I'm good.
0: Good to hear. Good to hear. You know, we're going to get into Bryce Young and the Texans versus the Carolina Panthers. But before we get into that, of course, I got to talk about my sponsor. That would be Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Of course, they are a sponsor of Touring the ASC South. And if you know somebody that needs some stuff from Manscaped.com, of course, I got you. I got you. Of course, if you use the promo code AFC South, you can get 20% off of the Manscaped.com products along with free shipping. So if you need some lotions, some clippers, whatever, they got you. Just go to Manscaped.com, 20% off. Again, the promo code AFC South. Now, let's get to the show. Of course, uh, first thing I got to talk about, I got to get something off my chest. Normally, everyone tunes in. It can be sports it can't be sports and this time it's not going to be sports because a iconic character an iconic actor passed away that would be mr richard Roundtree. though for those who don't know who that is shaft yes shaft the original shaft not samuel jackson the original shaft <laughs> passed away at 81 he he passed of uh the complications from pancreatic cr- uh, cancer uh, i want to uh kind of give him his flowers because he is one of the iconic characters that I remember from being from a kid. I wasn't alive when the, when the movie came out. I know that. But he is one of the most iconic characters. I saw that look, Sheena. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he's one of the most iconic characters in cinematic history, in my opinion. And he he was a great example of, you know, you don't have to be a certain style character to be on TV. He was a hero he was a guy that didn't take any stuff. He just did the right thing and what he felt was the right thing. In a time where black characters were playing drug dealers and things like that, he was a police officer and a police officer that was down for his hood in his city. So I got to you know, give uh, flowers to uh, Richard Roundtree. Shafty has passed away at the age of 81. I just had to show him some respect. Shinna, you got anything you want to throw in there or are you good?
1: I think I'm good. I think the younger generations will remember him from being Mary Jane um, with Gabrielle Union. He played her dad on there. So tremendous range and and indescribable talent.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I forgot about that one for a minute. I forgot about that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he has some range. Definitely has some range.
0: Definitely, definitely. Now, speaking of range, of course, there's a nice range between uh, the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans right now. The Houston Texans, are definitely playing some great football that people didn't expect to see. On the other hand, Carolina Panthers, I think I expected them to be better than what they are. They're still sporting an over right now, still searching for that I can't first win. It. So, yeah, it shocked me too. Shocked me too. Now, they're just coming off a bye week going into this game versus the Houston Texans. Now, one of those announcements that happened during the bye week was Thomas Brown. Will now be calling the offense and running the, calling the plays instead of Frank Wright. So honestly, I, I mean, I think this was kind of like a little fallback plan for Frank Wright. But you know, to me, it, it, it's it's been beyond time for him to give it's, that play calling duty. For
1: sure, up. for sure. I mean, he was having trouble, in my opinion managing the game and calling plays as evidenced by a bunch of different um, personnel and pre-snap miscues where the Panthers were getting delayed games. They weren't able to get their plays in in time. They were running all the way down on the play clock. He was calling plays for players that were specifically on the sideline with him. He did not realize they were not in the game. Didn't realize that Terrace Marshall Jr. didn't play not a single snap after recording nine receptions the week, or the week prior. So I just think he had a lot of dip on his chip and it was time for him to to you know, trust in his staff and and kind of divvy some of those responsibilities up. So, like like you said, I think it was beyond time. Um, I asked him after week two because it, it was evident after week two that you know this vanilla offense that was supposed to just wow us once the preseason was over just never really kicked into gear. It just stayed bland, it stayed predictable, and the Panthers kept piling up losses. So I'm not shocked that it happened. I feel like it is a couple of weeks too late, but it's better late than never.
0: Yeah, you know that, that speaking of vanilla offense, you know, hopefully Thomas Brown can throw I a little sprinkles that in
1: there.
0: Term. a little bit of uh <laughs> you know, hopefully he throw some sprinkles, a little gummy bears, something into that something. offense to kind of make it a little bit more interesting. Something. You know. We now along to
1: with
0: to the QB, now along with you know the offense being. Kind of vanilla. The quarterback returns haven't quite been what people thought they would be either. Of course, Bryce Young is sitting right now, six touchdowns, four interceptions. He looks doesn't look as comfortable in the pocket. Now, I know part of that is because of the offensive line, but he's know, running he's still for his life. Yeah, he's, he's running for his life pretty much. So, what do you think uh, Brown can do to kind of settle him in or at least make him, uh, you know, kind of feel a little bit more comfortable as a quarterback of the Panthers?
1: Well, for starters, they have had some injuries along that offensive line. They had, um, they lost Brady Christensen, who who started the season. He's gone for the, the season. I want to say it was a biceps injury. I'm not quite sure, but so many injuries. I don't want to misspeak on his injuries, but I do know that Brady Christensen was lost for the season. They are getting Austin Corbett back at right guard. They have not had him since the season finale last year when he tore his ACL. So this will be his first game back. So that's going to be huge for Bryce and for Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard because everybody knows that if you can't run the ball you severely diminish your playbook and that's what's happened to the Panthers they have been a very predictable offense Miles Sanders hasn't been able to play up to his strengths he's never been a up the gut type of player he's always been a bounce to the outside get you you know some yardage in that way they haven't been able to block for him consistently. And they have been able to protect that pocket for Bryce consistently. So hopefully with Austin Corbett being back, we'll see Bryce continue to get a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. Because if you look week to week, he has gotten better. He has improved. And um, this is not the reason the expectations were high is because that's what we were told. That's what we were told. We were told that these veterans that they were assembling on the offensive side of the ball, they brought not only Miles Sanders in, they brought in DJ Chark, they brought in Hayden Hurst, they brought in Adam Thielen, you know, they brought all these guys in and we were told that with the defense, that the defense was going to continue to progress in a positive manner in a positive traje- trajectory and you would just need to drop a quarterback in. That is not what has happened. And albeit as it may, there have been injuries, but I also feel like there has been such a commitment to install these new systems and these new schemes, and you don't have the personnel for that. I, and I, yeah. I get it. I know it takes a while to to you know completely come come get a team comfortable in a new system, but you have to also take stock of who you have available. You can't be out here calling plays for an Anthony Richardson. You don't have an Anthony Richardson on your team. You can't call plays for a DJ Moore. You don't have a DJ Moore on your team. You have to do what you can with what you have. And the sooner the Panthers realize that the better, I think this team will start to gel.
0: Right. Right. Speaking of calling things for what you have, they switched to a three, four defense this year. Now, I noticed that it just looks it it just looks weird that the Carolina Panthers are running a they three four people, defense because they don't
1: they, have the personnel for that exactly
0: right now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly I just I don't <laughs> understand it and to me I'm like if you're a coach and you see what you have on your team, you run mm-hmm. what is conducive to what you have. You Do have what an you edge have. rusher, you have an edge rusher and Brian Burns that is used to having his hand in the dirt, not standing up. Now you're asking him to stand up and put his hand in the dirt. Just, you know, to me, can you speak to just the, It, it to me it just seems like they're not, you know, kind of. Kind of get a you know, square in the round
1: peg. Like you're trying right. to get a square. to. A, so I don't know who's pushing this 3-4. I know that the Panthers tried to do it a couple years ago. It was the ultimate fail back then. Um, It was, I want to say, David Tepper's first year of ownership, it was what well, ended up being Ron Rivera's last year. And it just, it didn't work. It didn't work out. And who's to say that it wouldn't have worked out with, you know, Shaq being available, of course, he was lost in week two for the entire season. He's like the anchor of that defense. I mean, they've been decimated by injuries. But again, you got to play the cards that you are built. You can't be out here about to tear a rotator cuff slamming down a, a two of diamonds or a two of clubs. Like, you got to have if – you, if you – Throwing that down, you better have an ace of spade or a deuce of spade in your hand. And the Panthers are not doing that. They're trying to force this scheme without having the personnel to do it. And that's why it looks so weird. And people on Twitter were ready to tussle. They were ready to fight. They were ready to scuffle. When I was like, listen, it's time for us to talk about the defense. No, it's not. The offense is terrible. The offense was boo-boo. Dumpster juice, putrid. But that did not take away from the fact that the team did not look good on the defensive side of the ball. You know, it was the offense was so bad that people are like, okay, we got to find some type of silver lining it. oh maybe the defense is gassed because they're on the field so much and the offense can't sustain drives. That is not true. They weren't sustained, they I'm not gonna say they weren't sustaining drives. They they played horribly. They were not able to capitalize in the red zone, not able to capitalize on good field position, but the Panthers have had the scales tipped in their favor when it comes to time of possession. So the defense is not on the field more than the offense. So that excuse does not work. At the end of the day, there's a lot of people that are playing out of position. The scheme is not fitting the personnel. They are forgetting the elementary parts of defense, which is tackling. You see a lot of missed tackles end up resulting in in chunk yardage for the other team. And I don't know if it's because it's an information overload or what, but they have to get back to the basics if they want to win. And I feel like these next three games are very, very important for Carolina's front office.
0: They definitely are, and uh, for those that don't know, in spades, you know, if you have a spade and you slam it down you yeah, <laughs> Oh, I'm you sorry, I just assumed that so, you know had to play
1: spades.
0: No, <laughs> no, I know how to play spades. I'm just saying somebody that's listening might not know how to play spades. If you have a yeah. spade, then you you doing some things. That's that's basically you, just you listen, know if, if you, you don't know, just go go to, go to a spades tournament or watch some.
1: Listen, you can talk <laughs> trash. I done damn near tore my rotator cuff trying to slam down a spade to cut somebody's in the game of spades. But you can't do that when you have a handful of, and I'm not saying that the Panthers is a handful of clubs. I'm just saying, I'm just using this as a, as an example. You can't be out there doing that. If you don't have the cards in your hand to make those moves, you have to do, you know, sometimes you got to play the off card and let your partner do what they need to do. You need to let these players play to their strengths. And I feel like they, are not being put in a position to necessarily succeed on that side of the ball, because they have some stars. You got a Derrick Brown, JC Horn is out, he's still out on IR. Not we don't we're not really sure when he's coming back, but you have Dante Jackson, who's a second round. You have Brian Burns, you know, you have um Frankie Louvu, Lou, who's been playing lights out. We have Von Bell. He's actually he's trending towards being out this week. I'm not sure if he will be available he's been dealing with quadriceps injury but you got some playmakers on the other side of the ball jeremy chin who a couple years ago everybody was talking about him like he was the greatest thing since sliced bread he's playing like 40 percent of snaps now because you can't get him on the field if you can't get your playmaker on the field you've got to change some things up you've got to he went from playing 99 of the snaps to playing like maybe 18 snaps against miami this is somebody that everybody's like, he is, you know, the Swiss Army knife on defense. He he scored, what, two defensive touchdowns within 12 seconds against the Vikings a couple years ago. And then you've all but made him a non-factor this year. And that's just not okay. you got to find a way to get your playmakers on the field.
0: That's true. That's true. We're going to talk about some playmakers uh, and more. When we come back from the commercial break, we're going to talk a little Texans and Panthers matchup on Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. A shift. A shift is something that happens and changes the dynamics. And that's what happened when Garrett Logistics was born. After 10 years as a sales pro in the logistics world of sporting goods, John Garrett decided to pivot to the world of freight and start a brokerage. So you're saying to yourself, why trust Garrett Logistics? Well, Garrett Logistics helps shippers improve overall workflow along with increased on-time pickup and delivery percentages last-minute loads multi-drop pickups and more are part of the services with garrett logistics they're available monday through friday 7 a.m to 6 p.m and saturday 8 a.m to 12 p.m all times central standard time so give them a ring at 615-400-8484 that's 615-400-8484 or you can email them at john at garrett or visit their website at garrett co. Garrett Logistics, where the motto is, it's not just free to us, it's your business. All right, and we are back. And like I mentioned before the break, Texans versus Panthers. Again, CJ Stroud first Bryce Young, but it's so much more than that. Uh, but, you know, up first, I want to ask. Course, CJ Stroud is doing this thing. I mean, he is. He's, he's out told. there just slanging a rock. He's making Nico Collins look like he's a number one wide receiver, which he <laughs> hadn't in the last two or three years done that. But that's another story for another day. But we'll, we'll talk about him later. But for the Texans and the things that they're doing around CJ Stroud, that you know, it kind of is, to me, it's kind of showing a map of maybe what. The Panthers could have done for Bryce Young. They've added a lot of defensive, offensive linemen, traded for them, all those different things. They brought in veteran wide receivers and a tight end in terms of uh, Schultz and Robert Woods. They have some young talent: Nico Collins, Tank Dell. They kind of mix things up, and you know. But the first thing is the offensive line. I mean, I mean, isn't it just isn't it to you like a more of a mode or a roadmap? for what the Panthers could have done around Bryson?
1: They're doing what everyone – they're doing what the Panthers front office told us they were doing in the offseason. And for granted, you know, last season's offensive line play was leaps and bounds above anything that we had seen in Carolina in a very long time because everyone knew that was kind of the Achilles heel that Cam Newton was able to disguise for so many years just because – He's freaking Cam Newton. (laughs) And um, we can't expect Bryce Young to come in here and be Cam Newton because he's not. You know, Bryce Young thrives when he has time and when he has protection, when he has weapons and things of that nature. And those are things that have not really been available to him in Carolina. Nobody expected expected the play of the offensive line to regress as badly as it did. And like I said, Austin Corbett, of course, he was hurt in that season finale, the regular season finale last year. So he hasn't played yet. Sunday will be his first game action. I think that he's going to be a breath of fresh air. They really, really were missing him. had a couple players that were playing out of position. You had Chandler Savala, who was playing at right guard. Then he switched over to left guard because Brady Christensen got hurt. Icky is not having the season that we thought he was going to have following up his rookie year. Taylor Moten is Taylor Moten, but he is one man. Um, You have Bradley Bozeman who they signed back. And so everyone expected no one was expecting the offensive line to have issues. They just weren't. They were like, okay, boom, solve that problem. So then they brought in, you know, the other veterans that I mentioned a little bit earlier. But it just has not happened. You know, when it comes to QB pressures, QB hits and how much time Bryce has to get the ball out it's not favorable. When it comes to separation, the receivers are not getting the separation that we thought they would be getting. Now, Adam Thielen is Adam Thielen, and that, that's that's my dog. Everybody kept calling him old and washed, but Adam Thielen is reliable. <laughs> Adam Thielen is doing what he came to Carolina to do. I don't feel like he came to Carolina to be wide receiver one. He's just ended up being wide receiver one by default he's going to get open. He's going to run his routes. He's going to be where Bryce expects him to be. Sometimes when you do see Bryce miss on these hits, it's where the receiver got jammed up a little bit and off their route. Adam Thielen, with the veteran savviness that he's kind of been able to accumulate over the years, he knows how to get bumped off his route and still get to where he's supposed to be. And that's why you're seeing him have the season that he's having this year. Um, I still think that Miles Sanders is, is due a big game. I think that he and Chuba Hubbard are a good combination. I definitely think you have to get Raheem Blackshear out there just because he has been dynamic when he's touched the ball. I don't know how you're going to get all three of them touches. That's above my pay grade, but you got to figure out a way to get, get some run offense going. You have to, and you cannot keep running Miles Sanders up the middle on first down for one and negative yardage. You just can't do that. You're putting your rookie quarterback behind the sticks on second down almost every time. But when you can see Bryce start to get a little bit more comfortable, as you've seen the last couple of games, some good things can happen. He just can't be expected to go out there and just win it by himself.
0: Right. Correct. Correct. That's a lot to put on a rookie. But uh, it's a
1: lot to put on a rookie. Very,
0: very much. Very much. Now, um, again, diving into the weapons uh, for the for the Texans, you got Tank Dell. And you got Nico Collins. They played some good ball this year. They got. Yeah, I like
1: Dale. I like Dale. Yeah. I liked him coming out of college.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's not the tallest guy, but he definitely is dynamic. Um, <laughs> one thing I would say is that um, kind of looking at, you know, those two weapons, you know, you have Robert Woods, you have uh, Schultz as well. Um, how do you think the Panthers are going to try to kind of limit or, or, you know, kind of uh, take away some of those big plays that they can make with those wide receivers and tight ends?
1: make tackles make tackles they're going to have to be disciplined in their coverage they're going to have to disrupt cj Stroud right now he's getting that ball out really really quick they're going to have to show some of that quickness off the edge that carolina's defense had been known for in in these previous years especially brian burns we're going to need justin houston to to show up xavier woods is back i believe he well he was back in practice so i think it's trending towards him playing on sunday so that's big that they, they get him back because they were down both starting safeties last week against Miami. Mm-hmm. We saw how that turns out. But um they have to disrupt CJ Stroud. He that's where it starts. And the more comfortable he is in that pocket he's going to deliver the ball to where it needs to be. Okay.
0: All right. All right. And uh it always starts you know, it always spoke-
1: starts there.
0: <laughs> right, right. And you spoke of uh Justin Houston. I mean at this point I'm just doing my math. He's got to be 156 years old. I mean, mean, he's been around for a while now. I still remember when he was first in the NFL and he's playing with the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Well, well, listen, he said that he and Brian Burns (laughs) are going to be the top sack producing duo in the league. We need to cash that check. He wrote it. The Panthers need to cash that check. Brian Burns still hasn't signed his signed another deal, so he'll be a free agent after this year. So that's kind of looming. He said he wasn't going to negotiate during the season. He wanted to be completely present for his teammates. But this defense has to step up and be the defense that they are on paper. They gotta they gotta they gotta show that on the field. Um, Igero Evero he came with a lot of fanfare. People were saying, oh, we're gonna lose him to a head coaching vacancy next year. Not the way things are going this season. You're not. I do not think that it's going to be an issue (laughs) if things keep going the (laughs) way that they're going. Um, I think that, again, as we said earlier, you have to tailor your scheme to your personnel. If that means going back to a 4-3 because the 3-4 isn't working, you got to do what you got to do because you have to win a game. You have to win a game because right now we have number one versus number two. Bryce versus CJ. Everybody, I felt like you really couldn't go wrong with either one. Both of them had amazing attributes and amazing, um, you know, ceilings and and trajectories and things like that. So you have that. We were going to have Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson next week, but Anthony Richardson obviously is out for the Colts. They'll be facing Gardner Minshew. And then you go on the road to Chicago. So you've got to, you've got to do something. You gotta do something. The only time I've heard "Sweet Caroline" play this season has been at my son's kale football games. I have not heard it play not once this season. In Bank of America, at the end of a victory, 0 and six is not the way to go. But it definitely starts with they've given up the most points in the league. That can't happen. That right, can't. That right. can't. It, and, uh, it just can't. It can't happen. Yeah. You're
0: right. You're right. You can't, you can't get blown out. Can't you, can't, you can't.
1: You cannot come. You cannot let C.J. Stroud come into your house. And go bombs away. You just cannot. You cannot. I don't. I don't know what that would do to this team. To you know, the climate around the team. You already have people all week. the The narrative has been: Did we take the right quarterback? Did Carolina take? Did we miss CJ Stroud? You had the coaches inundated with these questions. You don't want to let him come into your house and ball out. You you just can't can't afford to do that.
0: That's true. That's true. Now, i got another question for you. Uh, the Texans uh, defensively now they've got a low pressure with Will Anderson, and Jonathan Bernard. Uh, now, you mentioned the offensive line issues that the Carolina Panthers have had. Does that kind of concern you, those two guys up front making some things happen?
1: Um, Yes and no. If the, plan- if the Panthers offensive line plays to their potential, I'm not worried. But if we see the inconsistency that we've been seeing through the first six games, I might be a little bit concerned. Bryce might be back there running for his life. Okay. You, you, you gotta help him. Right. You, you he gotta help him. He might be back there dancing, doing the cha-cha slide. He might be doing all of that. And <laughs> I I I want better for him. I feel like Bryce is doing a big game also. I feel like Miles Sanders is doing a big game. So they need to give those guys some protection and give them something to work with.
0: Now I heard, uh, I heard your uh co-podcasting host talk about <laughs> Miles Sanders before before the season. Now I'm not calling her out. No, that's not how I do it. Bash times my people. No, but I I definitely need need Miles Sanders to do some things because you know he definitely was underrated coming into the season. He hadn't yeah. quite you know been able to do those things. Not saying it's on him. I'm just saying offensive lines got to do better to give him those holes so yeah. he can do those
1: And and we got to figure out a way to. Well, the, I'm sorry, not we. Because let me let me be clear. Because y'all be jumping in my DMs. <laughs> Rose. I do not work for the Panthers. I am not on the team. I am not part of the staff. I simply cover this team. Um, the Panthers have to figure out what their combination is of fire and ice. You know, last year you had Chuba, you had Deontay Foreman. You could you could run Foreman up the middle because he 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 coming with a head of steam, and you saw what he was doing in Chicago last week with the three touchdowns. He runs angry, Mouse. That's never been Miles Sanders' game. So you can't ask him, you can't judge him on something that's never been his game. How many times have you seen Miles Sanders running up the scene, running up the middle, being a power back? You have not. Never. That's not his game. That's not his game. So if you're expecting him to do that and then you're basing his performance on that metric, it's apples to oranges. I know he's a running back, but all running backs are not created equal. He is a shifty back. He needs to be able to, you know, come off screens. He needs to be able to do, do, do those things. He has to get the ball to the outside. And that's that's where you get your, your money's worth with Miles Sanders. But you also have to have somebody balance it, somebody that can run up the middle. And um, Chuba Hubbard has looked good to me. Yeah. I think he's looked good. Yeah. And I think as long as you let you allow Miles Sanders to play his game and allow Chuba Hubbard to play his game, that's when you're going to start to see this offense come into fruition. And Thomas Brown, being a former running back, maybe he has some stuff up his sleeve that we haven't seen yet. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to call on Sunday. That's going to be his first game, being the um, official play caller for the entire game. He is going to stay on the sideline. He likes to be able to be around the players. He's not going to go up in the box. So um, we'll see what his, what his uh, experience as a running back is able to do to try to get this Carolina Panthers running game on the ground and running literally
0: for those that don't know thomas brown did play running back at the university of georgia so he is part of that fraternity of running backs than that have been in the nfl playing running back you know for georgia but anyway just figured I'd, I'd let folks know who didn't remember who thomas brown was he was the little smallest running back that ran <laughs> very very big at georgia but uh you know yeah. he, i'm pretty sure he didn't want to hear the smallest running back that ran big but anyway he was a. He was. I, I enjoyed watching him play when he was playing at the University of Georgia. Uh, but of course, we have reached the end of the show. Of course, uh, I want to. uh Yay, say, God, of course, it's gonna be good. <laughs> It is going to be good. It's going to be good. It's
1: going to
0: be. It's going to be a good game between you know CJ CJ Stroud and uh, Bryce Young. But of course, I can't let you leave without doing a game. We got five questions, two answers, and one choice. Are you ready? I think. Okay, let's
1: go. Let's go. <laughs>
0: All right, Bryce Young right now he's got six touchdowns like we mentioned previously. Uh over or under 15 passing touchdowns for the year for him? Over. Okay. All right. You got one concert you can attend. You cannot attend both of them. Are you going to the J. Cole concert or the Rick Ross concert? Rick Ross. Okay. All right. I thought you might say J. Cole, but hey.
1: Okay. No, I mean I enjoy right. J. Cole, but like I think for as far as concert wise, you know. I'm 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 going with the biggest boss that you've seen thus far. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm, right, going with, all I'm going right. with Ricky Rose. All right.
0: Cool. 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 I got a good one for you next. Let's see. NC State plays Florida State in football. Who are you rooting for?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to say it changes each year. This year, I'm going to be rooting for Florida State because Florida State is ranked in the top five with a chance to be in the college football playoffs. And a loss would knock them out of that. So this year, I'm going to say Florida State. Now, if both teams ain't really got much to lose, I'm just looking for a good game with nobody getting any serious injuries. Okay.
0: All right. Well, you can fair. answer that one. That gave give you fair. that one. All right. Brian Burns got four sacks so far. Does he get to 13 sacks, which would be a career high for him?
1: He has four so far?
0: Yes, four so far. Yep.
1: I'm going to take the slight under unless uh, unless this scheme changes.
0: Okay. The team changes,
1: All right. I could see, see him getting near that, but I'm going to take the under.
0: All right. And now I've got this question for you. Now, just let's just say they don't win Sunday versus the Texans. The Bears or the Titans is coming up in the next couple of weeks or mm-hmm. next few weeks. Which one of these games will be more winnable for the Panthers?
1: I'm going to say the Titans.
0: Okay. All right. That'll be an interesting one uh, for sure, especially if uh, Ryan Tannehill is sitting out and you got either Will Levis or Malik Willis in there. That's going to be yeah, interesting.
1: Chicago is going to be tough because you got the emotion like, man, I don't know why I feel like DJ Moore is going to go blood and goods. you <laughs> Smith style. It's cold up there. He's he's hard to tackle already. Um, you have Deontay Foreman who's going to be up there running angry. So just based off those factors alone, I'm going to say the Titans will be the more winnable game between those two.
0: All right. All right. Five questions, two answers in one choice. You're off the hot seat. I ain't, I ain't really give you too so many music ones this time. So, you know, I had a few of them, but I, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to hang on to those <laughs> for time. But uh, I want to thank you again for coming on. Okay. If you can't tell everyone where they can find your work and where they can find you on social media.
1: I am at Sheena underscore Marie three on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, I have a biweekly sports column on revolt.tv called the halftime report that runs every other Wednesday. So it won't be on. It wasn't on yesterday. It'll be um, published next Wednesday. Make sure you guys are checking that out. I usually tweet the link out to that. Um, I cover the Panthers for Fox Sports 1340 a.m. And I'm also the guest analyst on Monday mornings on Queen City News at around 930.
0: Well, basically what she's saying to everybody that's listening and watching, she's everywhere and (laughs) we ain't there. You got it? (laughs) All right. Well, you there. (laughs) there. (laughs) For those that are watching, of course, uh, this is touring the AFC South. I'm your host, Mike Patton. You can find me on the the artist formerly known as Twitter, at MikePatton82, that's (laughs) M-I-K-E. P-A Nobody calls the- <S-O-N-H> anymore, right? Nah, I'm just I'm gonna I'm, a, I'm a pay homage <laughs> to Prince every time I say it.
1: But uh, as far down. as
0: <laughs> as far as on the uh, Instagram and Threads, you can find me on there at uh, the T H A, not T-H-E, underscore General underscore MP. P. Uh, I'll see. You can find TourneyNC South on all your listening platforms and on YouTube. Now, the listening platforms, of course, are Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Alley, radio, Amazon Music. You name it, we are there. Thank you all for tuning in to Touring the ANC South. I'm your host, Mike Patton. We're out. Peace.